Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to be with you today on a Saturday morning where we like to talk about things a little bit different than normal. We Monday through Friday, we get into the Word of God, just talk about Scripture today. We like to talk about something that might be in the news, a current event, a current issue. And today I'd like to talk a little bit about this transphobia, transmania, and maybe even trans fatigue that is going on in our culture today. Let's talk about it for just a moment here, if we could. It was only two and a half weeks ago that a trans person went into a Nashville Christian school, shot and killed six people, three children, three adults. And this is, as I said at that time, I thought this would be a turning point. In some way, I just sensed in my spirit something was significant in that event that was going to have a big effect in our culture. I don't think I anticipated what has happened. Indeed, the six who were shot and killed, seems like they were soon forgotten. And instead, a huge public relations campaign has gone forth to say, as the White House says, that it's trans people who are being targeted. What a terminology to use just 48 hours after six people were shot and killed to say uh, the trans people are being targeted. And of course, the issue became gun control, and that quickly overshadowed as there was a major demonstration and even taking over the Tennessee uh, House, uh, the legislative house, and for an hour of basically anarchy, and people were expelled from the house because of it, and they have kind of usurped and taken advantage. They've they've now uh, <clears throat> they're in the news, and the six who were killed, it seems like long have long been forgotten. We've not seen the manifesto yet that we were promised to see about why this person shot and killed these people. And uh, your guess is as good as mine, but I think we probably know why they haven't shown it to us yet. And it probably would have reflected poorly on uh, the trans community, which now is that it's become like it's the talk of the town. It's everywhere. First, we had uh, in the last two weeks since this time, we've had two big events, and I'd like to show them here. One is this person called Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney, the person, if you're looking on YouTube, on the left is a man pretending to be a woman. That's what it is. It's a man pretending to be a woman. Biological, everything about Dylan Mulvaney, DNA, uh, uh, parts, uh, hormones, everything is a man. And yet this Dylan Mulvaney became very um, in the news. It's been in the news, but really in the news by getting a sponsorship for Bud Light beer. And it's like Bud Light users have said, that's enough. I'm not taking it anymore. And there's been this outrage against it. People have been getting rid of it. They're not buying it. They're getting rid of it. They're p- posting on social media. They're public... Um, public repudiation and rejection, whether Kid Rock, who shot up a bunch of uh, cartons of, uh, of, of the beer bottle, of the beer cans, or whether it's just people not buying it. And at the same time, on the right here is a woman named Riley Gaines, and now actually Riley Barker, she was recently married, and uh, is a swimmer who, who made the news quite often, quite a bit, because she spoke up against swimming and 
or, or competitor, Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas was also a man who just pretended to be a woman and swam, and as a result, swam against other women and was winning certain events at the high level. Riley Gaines is a 10-time All-American, and yet she had to swim and others had to swim, and she stood up for the women in sport and saying that having men in sport is going to ruin just because a man says he's a woman and letting him compete against other women is going to ruin women's sports. And indeed, this is a great fear that this is going to happen. So we have this transphobia. What's that mean? Transphobia, or the, whenever they add this word phobia to something, it means you have an irrational fear or a dislike you're, you're, uh, a, a, of some group. There was homophobia, where you have an irrational, what's called you have an irrational fear, a dislike of people because they're homosexuals. And now, you know, you just add phobia onto any group that you want to say is a victim and is disliked by people. And, and so we have now transphobia, we have uh, all kinds of phobias out there that no one wants to be considered a phobe. And so this, this is the use of words to intimidate people from standing up and making moral judgments in a day where there's just anarchy, sexual anarchy, moral anarchy all around us. And then I say, I, I use the word transmania. Maybe I created that word, but suddenly this is all we're talking about. Trans this, trans that. What's behind that? And, and, and the, the third word I have, I have here is the word trans fatigue. We're just saying, that's enough. I'm tired of it. I can't, I, I, let's stop talking about it. And I think of this, this phrase, this poem that I first heard back in the early 1980s, and boy, have I seen this come true. I don't know who wrote it, but I've, I've seen it so often. It goes like this. Sin is of such an awful mean or an awful character, an awful disposition. Sin is of such an awful mean that to be hated needs only be seen. But seen too oft, familiar of face, we first pity then endure, then embrace. And I believe this is what we're seeing in our culture today. We've seen it with all kinds. We've seen it with the breakup of the family. We've seen it with the acceptance of premarital sex. We've seen it with the acceptance of adultery. We've seen it with the acceptance of homosexuality. We've seen it now, we're seeing it now with the acceptance of trans. When trans first came... I noticed when, after 2015, when same-sex marriage was legalized, I noticed that on the campus, it seemed as if, like, almost everybody was in favor of, of gay marriage. No one would speak against it, but I would, but not very many people would. But they weren't in favor of the trans at all. I mean, the young people, by and large, were, had not accepted. They did not buy into the trans agenda. They do now. In just a few short years, they do now. And it seems like we go from one thing to another. That when, when, when the issue was gay marriage, the students first were against it, and then they became, came to accept it. And right away, the LGBT people switched to the trans agenda and pushing trans rights. And the students weren't for it. They are now. Why? 
Sin is of such an awful mean that to be hated needs only be seen, but seen too oft, familiar face, we first pity, then endure, then embrace. And indeed, the church is not immune from this downward spiral. Now, this does not mean, by the way, that we hate people. This is important. We've got to mention it because if we don't, we're accused of being haters. We don't hate people, but we hate what destroys people. We hate the behaviors that are destructive. We hate behaviors that are sinful. We hate the behaviors that, that, that are anti-God because we know that true life is found in God, as we've been speaking all week here. We hate the, the things that people do on the broad path that leads to destruction. We love what brings about peace and joy and life. And we hate what brings about death. We, uh, we hate killing. We hate stealing. We hate drug addiction. We hate alcohol addiction. We, we hate the sins that destroy people's lives. And we live in a time where the most destructive things going on in our culture are the sins of sexual anarchy, where all boundaries are gone, where if you feel good, do it. Whatever you want to do, uh, do whatever's right in your own eyes with no boundaries, no restrictions, and indeed, the cost is high. Now, for some people, the cost is not high. For Dylan Mulvaney, uh, he's, he's making quite a bit of money by this pretending to be a man, a, a woman. He's making quite a Look at all these sponsorships that he has. Bud Light, Nike, yes, dancing around... Uh, uh, in, in, in Nike gear, s- spelling, selling sports bras and yoga pants for women. And dare I add in here at this point, the thing with Dylan Mulvaney that has a lot of people upset is Dylan Mulvaney is the worst caricature of what women don't want to be. I mean, he prances about, the word, the word is ditzy, ditzy, airhead. Every every joke that you no longer are allowed to utter about blondes or women or whatever, Dylan Mulvaney is that times 100. Uh, 100. Every caricature that women won't want to say, that's not us, that's how he's acting. And I think these sponsors that pay him money to act this way, it's not only embracing the sexual anarchy of no boundaries and you just do whatever you want, but it's like humiliating and I would say offensive to women. I don't know a single woman that acts like he does. And yet he prances about in such a way and he's the sponsor of these Crest, uh, Kate Spade, Kind Snacks, uh, Kitchen Aid, Ultra Beauty, my friends, is the are if you use these, the money's there. And if you're using these products, I don't know. Me personally, these companies must think that to embrace this type of sexual anarchy is beneficial for them. And and um they're not gonna get my money, I'll say that. They're not gonna get my money. And indeed, I think this old phrase go woke, go broke, and indeed. I think those of us who are bothered or disturbed by the anarchy, the rejection of how God created us, God made us male and female, the rejection of that, and the mockery of how God has made us, 
I think we need to speak up with our voice, and we also need to speak with our, our, our wallets, our, our credit cards, our pocketbook. I'm going to say one final word about Riley Gaines. She did not ask for this, but she stood up at a time when others weren't. She was swimming. Turns out once, I guess, she finished fourth place in a race, tying Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas, the, the man, claimed to be a woman swimming there. They tied. And because they tied, there was only one third place, tied for third place, I guess. I, however it was, there was only one trophy for that place. They chose to give it to him rather than her for the photo op in a women's swim meet. And that was kind of like the last straw. And she stood up for what is right. And friends, I want to say that sometimes we are called things we don't care to be involved in. We don't want to be in some of these fights. I mean, it's gross. It's, it, 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 we don't want to be considered hateful, unkind, uh, anything of this nature. We love people. We, we, we think these people have a problem. They need salvation. But we must stand up. Why? Because it is against God. It's a rejection of God. It's one thing if people want to do it in the privacy of their own home and just, you know, dress up and pretend. But they're calling upon us to affirm them, to celebrate them, and to, and to say that we agree with, with their fantasy. We agree that they, they are a woman now. And it's affecting people. In, in my generation, people who would be LGBT and so on, Q, would be about 2% of the population. Do you know that today, Gen Z, the people now in college, identify 21%, I believe is the number, 21% of people identify as LGBTQ. One out of every five people in that age group is identifying as LGBTQ. Friends, we have a problem, and part of the problem is what is celebrated on social media. What is and and these things on the TikTok, on the Instagram, on the Facebook. These these people who are taking sexual anarchy to another level are being celebrated, and they're getting these sponsorships, and money's behind them, and companies are getting behind them, and it's destroying our culture, and indeed, it's destroying people's souls. This is why we stand against it. We stand with what's true and what's right. I applaud Riley Gaines. She's involved in a battle. She got, she got hit and assaulted last week. She was stuck in a room, held hostage. She was in a room with a mob outside threatening to be violent with her, protected by police for three hours until they could uh, get her out of this building safely. This young lady is standing for what's good. I don't know about her spiritual life. I don't know if she's a Christian, but I know that she was just dedicated swimmer, going about her business, being an athlete, doing her best, and she was good at it, probably swimming hours and hours every day to get there, and then suddenly things changed. Last night I was reading the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had been faithful. They had they'd been faithful to God, and God gave them a leadership role in Babylon, and then suddenly out of nowhere, Nebuchadnezzar says, you've got to worship this statue, this idol, this God that I've erected. And they refused to do it, and it cost them everything. And they said you, you, they're, they're going to cost their leadership, cost their comfortable lifestyle, cost, their, cost everything, and they were going to be thrown in the fire and burnt because they refused to bow down to this idol. And what happened? God was with them. 
God supported him. God strengthened him. I think we should be praying for people like Riley Gaines, who stand up for what's right. I hope she's a believer. I don't know. But I hope that if not, she finds strength from God and finds salvation. If she's not a believer, we don't know. But we need to pray for people like this, who, who, when the opportunity presents itself, and maybe you, when the opportunity presents itself, and you, and, and you realize that, boy, look at the cost. If I stand for what's good, right, and true here, it could cost me everything. And yet that we must have the courage because, you know what, most, what I was reading, this Riley Gaines, you know, saying all kinds of women were saying they felt the same way as her, but I don't think any of them were standing up for it. She was alone, and she had that courage, and for that we're grateful. Let's pray if we could. Father in heaven, we come to you today and we think of the world in which we live. We think of our children and our grandchildren, the world they're growing up in, that they're now being surrounded. I think they were like, they'll be like righteous Lot who had to grow, who when he lived in Sodom, his, his righteous soul was tormented by the people around him. And I think, Lord, more and more our culture is turning against you and, and there's an anarchy. And when we're cut loose from the anchor of God's word and God's truth and the following the, the dictates of your inner law in our conscience, Lord, there's no limit to where people will go. And Father, um, we pray for revival in our land. We pray for repentance in our land. We pray for people who are confused, maybe even people who are demon-possessed, Lord, that there'd be a deliverance and a turning to you. We know, Lord, that all these things that disturb us today it all gets back to the need that we would honor you and fear you, respect you, love you, believe in you. And when people forsake that, there's no limit to the darkness, the, the rebellion, the anarchy that will come. So we pray, Father, for this revival in our land. We pray for people that are standing for what's good, right, and true. Lord, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did how we pray for strength for people like Riley Gaines or strength for those who are standing on the campus in Washington, in their cities, in their homes, in their churches, who are standing for what's good, right, and true. Give us courage, wisdom, that we'd be people who know the times and know how we should act in the midst of it. Father, we pray for these things. Make us wise in our days, innocent as doves, shrewd as serpents, we pray, for these days in which we live. We pray these things, we bless you, and we pray for Dylan Mulvaney, Lord. How awesome if in the midst of all this that uh, he would just repent publicly, openly, and turn to Christ and repudiate this uh, rebellion that he's been involved in. We pray for people, Lord, fill us with compassion and love for people who are lost and confused. We pray all these things. We give you this day to follow you, that we'd be the light of the world, that we today would be the salt of the earth, and we'd be faithful to you in all things. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, hey, went a little long today. I try and keep this to 15 minutes, so if you're regular with us, I hope you will join us regularly for our 15 minutes a day in which we get into the Word of God, talk about it, talk about how it relates to our life. Welcome to anyone who is new, and I hope you'll join us every single day. To those of you who are here regularly, I love you. So glad you're a part of our, our um, fellowship. Share this video with others because this is a time where we not just talk show host, we need to know what, what scripture says and how as Christians 
we should be standing both for it with compassion, kindness, and love, but firmness in the truth of God and how to do that in our day. And uh, because we live in days where very confusing times to be living. God bless you. I love you. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.